Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast, episode number 279 of Kathy Nisbet. How are you, Kathy? Hi, Dale. I'm doing great. Wow, two seventy nine. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And it's it's been it's been able to happen because I have wonderful guests like yourself on. And um, I'm excited for today. There's so many things that we're going to talk about that I think everybody will be able to take away. But before we do that, what's the biggest win you've had in the last seven days, Kathy? The biggest win is I got I have two paid laughter gigs tomorrow. Two, like boom, boom, <laughs> and I don't yeah. have to go anywhere. How good is that? So, right in. so they're both virtual? <laughs> they're both virtual, yes. No, that's and fantastic. it works. I mean, in person is way better. Uh, but but online, you know, thank, thank goodness we have this technology. Correct. And people still need to laugh. It doesn't matter if you're in a room or you're looking at a screen. Laughter is medicine. I know we'll talk a little bit about that today. But um, before we do that and before we talk about, you know, your speaking and the composting and just how changing the world. Do you want to introduce yourself? Because how did this all come about? I'd love to know the backstory. Yeah, my working title is Kathy Crawley Laughing Bean Queen. <laughs> so it's sort of simple solutions for today's challenges. Three seemingly random um, things that I've put together as a business. And it's how I operate my life. So it's worms for indoor, uh, indoor composting. Uh, sprouts for eating, grow your own, and laughter for overall health and wellness. It's it's really simple, uh, but not easy, right? <laughs> not, not easy for everybody, I suppose, because a lot of people don't know where to start. But do you find because it's so simple, it works really well? It's it, it works so well. It's so beautiful. It's the 20th anniversary of my worm composting business, um, Kathy's Crawley Composters. Woo, woo, woo. Can you imagine <laughs> selling worms by the pound? Um, it, it's a ridiculous business model. I mean, as far as business um, businesses goes, um, this is a ridiculous one. I, I, I just mean as far as if I went into it for money, um, it, it's not that I don't have money. I wouldn't still be here if, if I was not making money 20 years in. I hope not. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> no, one I can't. of these days, I'm going to make some money. I'm, I know I'm going to be able to pay you back. I will. <laughs> it's uh, um, a... One of those things with that, Kathy, is I, I loved your TED Talk and I'll have links in this. And um, it's really funny. I, I, I was a young kid and my dad and one of his friends, he started worm farming. And um, I, I didn't understand at the time. I think he was doing it to just simply make money, not not the, the educational or the environmental benefits. And, you know, I can't speak for him, but it really hit a chord with me about how important that is. And, you know, 20 years ago, you started this. It's something that maybe it wasn't at the forefront of people's minds. What some of those stats that you mentioned in your TED talk, and this is just Canada. Do you want to go through, you know, like the amount of waste and, and how impactful having worms can actually be? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm located um, north of Toronto, largest city in Canada. Um you know, when the largest city in the, in the country closes, uh, oh, not the city closed. What am I talking about? The land <laughs> going in right into my pitch without saying the right words. <laughs> so, so the landfill for um, Greater Toronto Area closed in two thousand and two. It filled up, and I and I kind of joke with the kids. I do a lot of school workshops. I mean, it's not a joke. It's serious. It's serious business. But you know, if if I don't bring levity to it, it's really too heavy. 
And yeah. it's a big stinking mess. Who wants to be a, a part of that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, but I say to the kids, like, uh, imagine, I, I, can't, I can't remember. Oops, I got distracted by my cat. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So this is indoor composting with worms. So back to Toronto, 6 million people in the greater Toronto area, half live in condos, townhouses, space without um, place to do outdoor composting. And I even understand, you know, even if you live in a house doesn't mean that you're going to do composting either, <laughs> you know, until you understand why would you do it, right? Um, yeah, so um, our landfill closed. And although Canada is second largest country in the world, we couldn't find a place to site a new landfill. And we started to export our garbage a thousand trucks a week. I mean, it's... Wow. It's staggering. You know, it's just it, every time I say that, I just think, oh, my gosh, how irresponsible. Who are we that yeah. we can just, you know, truck it away? Oh, it's away now. Wherever away is. We don't know where that is. Yeah, <laughs> no one's ever found a way yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so this is indoor composting. So the, it's it's a special worm, red, red wiggler worms. And they, they're in a container. So, yes, they are in your house, but they're in a, they're contained. And they eat carbon and nitrogen. So the carbon or the bedding is your shredded paper. So another waste um, thing, you know, and resource. Um, and your food scraps. So your food scraps, your paper, a little bit of soil, and the worms eat it all. And they convert it into, you know, if we say poo, like I say to the kids, oh, look, they turned it into a worm poo. And they go, ew. And then I go, <laughs> okay, wait a minute what if we call this black gold and I hold it like really precious? What if we call this black gold? Then they go, Oh, so I say, is it poo? Ew. Or is it black gold? Hmm. Wow. I don't know. Depends how we look at it. And so, you know, our food is broken. I'm not sure how it is in Australia, but in North America, our food is broken. Our system is really broken. We've, we've, uh, you know, paved over a lot of farmland and the farmland that is remaining, we've put a lot of chemicals. You know, we do yeah. monocropping. We do it totally like not how nature intended. <laughs> I think I think we're pretty similar in Australia as well. And uh, I, I, I think it's across the board, do you know what I mean? Particularly in Western civilization that, um, that that is happening. And that's why, you know, even though those stats you're talking about in Canada, like in a lot of Western countries, it'd be exactly the same, Kathy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is so our, so our food is broken. I started my business as a waste management tool, right? All of the, I didn't want to export all of that garbage. I wanted to use that money for better things <laughs> like a big party. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> if you're just going to throw it away. Why not just throw it over here? <laughs> is it because it, the, the amount that they I couldn't imagine how much that's actually costing to send that garbage away without actually doing anything about it. Like, yes, it's out of sight, out of mind, but it's somebody else's problem. Then you're not actually fixing anything. Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. And, and in the States, you know, uh, we were, we're exporting our garbage to Michigan. So a little history on that part of the U S that's where all the cars used to be made Ford, Chrysler and GM all had their headquarters there. And then everyone started making cars. We even make cars in, in Ontario. <laughs> so they lost their industry. I mean, I'm not laughing that they lost their industry, but they lost their industry. And I, I just think, it, you know, they must have been thinking, well, we need a new industry. What should we do? Well, uh -huh. why don't we, why don't we be the trash capital? Yes, this is a great idea. It's brilliant, brilliant strategy because everybody makes trash. So we'll just make hand over fist, right? Money coming in because... <laughs> 
there's always going to be garbage. Uh-oh, what do we do with all that trash? Right now, and so all of the states, just like all the provinces in Canada, have a slogan. Um, and Michigan's happens to be Great Lakes uh, State. Great Lakes, which indicates uh, water. <laughs> you can't contain this garbage, especially the juice, when you get all that, all the food, you know, juice and stuff yeah, in there. Disgusting. And it mixes it with all the battery Ugh. acid. <laughs> right that seeps out that seeps out into the into the water you know it's it, the, ridiculous okay i'm getting down off my uh soapbox this is a wonderful solution yeah i i couldn't agree more and i think uh are you finding now that while people are being more educated on you know climate change and the effects we're having that um even if they are in a small space there's still things you can do like you're saying in an apartment or a condo or different things like this so um in that 20 years it, have you found that like last few like your business has really boomed because people are more aware of the issues we're facing? Yeah, because of this cuckoo time and our two week holiday that's now over two years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, I'm not laughing at right. No, Please, no, no. If you're good. listening, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 2020 was my best year ever. It was my best year ever. So our, our schools were closed. I think Canada was similar to Australia as yeah, far as lockdown yep. and whatnot. It was a competition. I th I'm not sure who won. <laughs> I think, I think um, we did in Melbourne. I think we were the, the most lockdown city in the world. It's not a title anyone wants. So um, moving on. <laughs> right, exactly. We want to just forget about that. So at the beginning, you know, uh, I think people were looking for a project for the kids. Like, oh, the kid, we're homeschooling now and we need a project. And what do I care as a businesswoman, how the worms get in the house? <laughs> and then as we were, you know, locked down longer and longer um, in Canada, we import about 60% of our food, six zero. Uh, so when our, when our border closes, you know, it's a big problem. Um, and food security is, is um, maybe not the top of the list, but it's certainly um, goes up there as winter looms. You know, we were coming in 2020, we were coming into summer. So our growing season, maybe not so bad, but then the longer we were shut in, I think people must have thought, again, I don't know how it all works. I, I, I make up all kinds of stories about what people are thinking. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I was thinking that they were um, thinking, wow, our food, maybe we should do something. Maybe we should have a garden. What do we need? We need soil. What do we need? We need to compost, you know, and then maybe they remembered an article that they read about me. Um, and it was fascinating. You know, people would call me and they'd say, I've been wanting to do this for five years and now I have time. And I ran out of worms. I literally ran out of worms in 2020. Wow. Business was booming. I wasn't keeping track. And anyway, I ran out of worms and people were getting mad. I was like, why, why are you mad at me? Like, they're like, what's going on? I'm like, well, there's like this global thing happening. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> everyone everyone and, was just getting mad at each other for any reason, I feel. We were so angry. Oh my gosh. Right. And, and so I, I, I just kind of made a light of it. Like, well, there's this thing going on in case you hadn't heard of it yet. <laughs> and everybody wants to garden. So I'm sorry, everything's sold out now. And the supply chain was broken, you know, the, you couldn't get things. And huh, anyway, so laughter really um, has, has helped during this cuckoo time as well. Again, I said I have the three things. So it's the worms, the sprouts, which I eat and sell and grow. And then the laughter is, I really want people to care about the planet, Dale. I do. Um, but if you're having a mental crisis, 
um, that's where you that's where you are. You you yeah. know you can't really think about anything else. No, well, you, you when you when you're not present in any other aspect of your life and what you're controlling isn't going well, you're not worried about the compost or landfills. I mean, you're you're getting through day to day, Kathy, and that is where uh, again, you know, the daily dose of laughter, your Tuesday laughter club. I want to I want to hear more about this because I know you do laugh yoga laughter and people pay you now to make them laugh, but. Talk to us a little bit about this. What do you do in, in your laughter club on Tuesdays? Because uh, laughter is one of the ways that you can instantly change your mood. You know, exercise and music are proven as well. But laughter is something that a lot of people have forgotten how to do. It's such a beautiful thing. And you just have to listen to you talk today that you are happy. You're laughing. And I feel I am too. And it's something that I'm proud of and I want to continue. But for other people, do you find that they just forget how to? Absolutely. That's why we need a club. Why else would you need a laughter club? If if we knew the benefit of, or that expression, you know, laughter is the best medicine. If we really believed it, yeah. we would do it. You got to take the pill if you want to get the benefits. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> right. And we're, we're laughing. So during a laughter session, a laughter class, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a cardiovascular workout. So it's deep diaphragmatic breathing. The yoga part, it's not doing yoga and laughing. It's just laughing. It's laughter exercises. Um, as the laughter leader, I would, you know, guide the games. So there's clapping. You clap palm to palm. So you're ac ac um, activating the meridians. Um, it gives you energy. As soon as you clap palm to palm, you get energy already. And it gets you out of your head. For those that are very serious, we all know some of them. You know, they, they're like, how can I laugh? It's so serious. You know, it's so scary going right right now. Um, not just right now. We can always find things to be afraid of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So with, so with you know? that, like, so a lot of the work I do, Kathy, is around play. And I call it play-based mindfulness because when people are truly playing, they are present. They're not thinking about the past. Not thinking about the future. They are with you. And if, if that's only a short period of time, that's a gift. And so... It's really the same, isn't it? Like laughter-based mindfulness, really. It's exactly. So laughter, a laughter club is really just a play club. Yep. We come, we laugh, we clap, we chant, we dance, we sing. It's just being goofy, just for the sake of, just to, just for fun. And that's, that's the whole thing. It started in, uh, so laughter yoga was started in 1995 by a medical doctor, Dr. Madan Kateria. And his goal is world peace through laughter. Um, you know, and as a medical doctor, I think he was getting very discouraged um, with the state of the system. You know, people were coming in, they were depressed. So he'd give out antidepressants and, you know, they sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Um, there's side effects and whatnot. Um, and he was writing an article about laughter for a magazine. And as he was doing the research, he came across all of this research on the benefits of laughter. And he thought, well, if laughter is so beneficial, why don't we just laugh? And that's the idea came to him. And I, I, this is the funny joke that, I mean, it's not jokes or comedy, but I think this is funny that he could only find five people in India to laugh with. <laughs> <laughs> and billions of people. <laughs> yeah. Right. So five people went and laughed in a park. No jokes. Oh, the, at the beginning, they were actually telling jokes. So that's how they were getting each other to laugh. Haha, <laughs> jokes. So they met for about two weeks. The group grew to about 50 people. And then the jokes started to become off color. Like now they're about somebody. So not funny for everybody. Yeah. Um, and, 
you know, he just said, come back tomorrow because the people were mad, like, oh, this isn't what we signed up for. We don't want, you know, we don't want this. Um, so he said, come back tomorrow. And he got another download like, hey, kids aren't telling jokes. They're just laughing. So why don't we just laugh again back to that? And then it just became little games. So it's literally little games to inspire the laughter, clapping and chanting. And that is to get the serious people out of their head. Because if they've got, if you just say, okay, go, laugh, you know, laughter, that's why, we, that's why we're there. We just want to laugh. We don't need any prompting. <laughs> but for the people that are serious, the clapping, like, whoa, ho, ho, ha, 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 one, two, one, two, three, whatever you want to do, gives you something to do. So then you're here, you're not here. And then when you come to the club more than once, um, you're primed. So as soon as you start clapping, Ah, your brain says, wow, I must. Okay, happy time. Yoop. And and on you go. It's uh, really like I'm just sitting here smiling. I, I did a TED talk a couple of years ago and I started with the clapping game for the same reason that you want to you want to like get people outside of what they're already expecting so they don't realize what they're doing. And before they know it, they're in a different state and they're ready to take in whatever you're doing. And again, laughter was part of that. I'd never called it you know, like a laughter club or something, but essentially that's what it's doing, isn't it? it it's so funny hearing what you're talking about. They, they're all co-like related. It's really about getting people connected and doing something that they haven't done before and giving them an experience that they need, that they've forgotten how to do. Right, exactly. It's It doesn't matter how you get here. Yeah. Just get here. Like, is is it put on your favorite tune and you're dancing around or you're singing or, you know, and and I, I know that you um, did a, an episode about growing in gratitude, a book about uh, gratitude. Yep. Yeah. Gratitude is a huge piece of this as well. Right. It's smiling, laughing, giggling, deep diaphragmatic breathing and then gratitude, like wherever you are, be grateful. Because then more grat more grateful things can come in, you know. If you're if you're like hostile all the time, then you know that's the message you're sending. That's what you're vibrating. Correct. I know you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I do. But and, and I think I, I talk about this all the time. It's they are just little simple things that you do constantly that make the big changes. Yeah, one step at a time, one joyful moment at a time. And then when you put those all together, you look back at your day and you're like, oh, well, it was overall a pretty joyful day. So check for that one, you know, because it is one moment at a time, one foot at a time. That's all we can go. So why are we thinking 16 steps ahead? Yeah. Well, and again, that just and comes getting back all to being stressed. Yes, exactly right. Well, that's where you're just not in the present moment. And that's where stress and anxiety and that they, they are emotions that we need, Kathy, and they're not going anywhere. But the more that you can be present with yourself and the people around you, you have less time to be stressed or anxious. Except right. And when we're when we're playing and laughing and connecting, well, we're connecting for one thing. Yeah. <laughs> so beautiful. But we're secreting the love drugs, right? So have uh, you know laughter is the best medicine have you had your daily dose right dopamine oxytocin serotonin and endorphins versus cortisol when we're stressed yeah, yeah. and yeah. i i think the very most important piece for laughter um for a laughter club or for employing this beautiful magic medicine is the oxygen you know our brain requires 25 percent more oxygen than the rest of our body as an operating principle 
right? It's the machine. It's a machine. It's the answering yeah. machine. <laughs> it, it, really, it really, so doing it, doing it outside is, is that the key? Like out in nature? No, um, just getting out of your, like getting out of your, getting out of stress. So when we, so go back to stress when we're stressed, we're not breathing properly, right? We're our little brain has gone back into, um, thinking we're in imminent danger and we're not always, right? Yeah. Like if you lose your keys, you're probably not going to die. It might, you might lose your job maybe, but <laughs> you get another right? one. Probably... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But you're probably not going to die, but our amygdala, the stress center thinks that we are in imminent danger and acts as if, so it goes into that fight, flight or freeze mode, which paralyzes us. It, it literally paralyzes us from um, living the joy filled, wonderful life that we can live if we're always in stress, stress is, is needed too. Like we, we, we can't just be totally Zen all the time. Imagine we get nothing done. <laughs> you wouldn't be a monk. Like, and I know that they're, they're always Zen, but um, they don't live a normal life. And for us, you know, we, we need to have anxiety and stress in our lives, but we also need to know how to manage that. And essentially that's what you're talking about. So when you look back at, you know, particularly laughter club and the work you're doing, is there any like really proud moments? I'm sure you're really proud of everything you've done, Kathy, but is there like one moment with a certain person or something that you've literally changed their life because you've reminded them that life should be fun and the joys that laughter and connection and these things can bring? Yeah, so well, I have one at this young. I do a lot of work with special needs. Oh, and, amazing! Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm chatty, Kathy. Right? I really can't. <laughs> I I can't even fathom what it's like to be nonverbal, Dale. I just I can't even imagine it. It it, it paralyzes me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're, we're like, very oh. lucky. Yeah, we're oh, so lucky. So lucky. Yes. Yeah. Man, so I do a lot of work with uh, with folks that are nonverbal. Not not a lot of, but you know, sometimes I come across folks that are nonverbal. And I was going to an organization called L'Arche, um, L'Arche Daybreak. It was uh, started by a gentleman in France, and you know, these day programs uh, for folks with special needs. And so laughter day, um, this young nonverbal uh, young man comes in, and. He doesn't talk. Nonverbal means he doesn't talk. So we did a, an activity called blowing up the balloon. So you put your hands over your head and as you breathe in, you blow up your balloon. So as the balloon was fully um, inflated, this young man who doesn't talk um, said, bang. And it doesn't sound significant, but if you work in the industry, it yeah. is. It truly is magnificent. And I believe what happened was his brain got fully oxygenated and at that moment the synapses just worked and he was able to verbalize that expression wow it was so emotional you know we all were just like oh, it was silence in the room after after that um yeah it, it was remarkable but i've had many many experiences where people and i really love you know, some people are easy. You would be easy at a laughter club, right? Like, <laughs> I, I'd say so. I'd be an easy catch, <laughs> right? Uh, like, some people would just be easy. They would just laugh, and and then they're contagious for the other ones. Um, some people really have trouble even pretending that this is um, fun at all. Like, it's really not fun at all for them. They're totally stressed and in their head. So, I'd really love when at by the end of the laughter they're able to participate they're now smiling maybe they're giggling a little bit they're 
have a little bit of more open posture, like they're not just sitting, you know, because it is a stressful time. And if you don't have these tools on how to cope, it, it can be really, really, really stressful, the unknown. And if you're watching the news and you're, you know, engaged in all of that negative. And I, I recently heard that our brain is primed for negative. So it's kind of not our fault that we watch the news and that we're like, oh, you think that's bad? You should hear my story. And then we just like, you know, one up each other in downness. <laughs> well, it, it's true. It, it's true, though. And I think um, one of the slides I use in my keynotes is I always say thank you. But instead of the A in the thank you, I put an E. Um, and people go, oh, you, you spelled it wrong. I said, oh, do you know what? I've, I've got seven letters right out of eight, Kathy. Like, I'm not the best spell, but that's not bad. And I always say to people, if you want to find a negative in anything, you can. Do you know what I mean? But if you want to find a positive, it's exactly the same. Whatever you're searching for, you will attract. Um, and it's exactly what you're saying, isn't it? Like that is hitting the nail on the head that if you want to watch the news and be doom and gloom and, you know, you will be. But if you want to find positives in everything and that, that's your, it's on you, nobody else can change that for you. Yes. And we're not taught to be this way. Yeah. Yeah, we're taught to be aware. We're we're taught to be cautious. Like you, you know, I, I really think that if we flip the switch, we need to really flip all of this whole script on its head, um, because it's not serving us anymore. <laughs> no, it, well, it's 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 not, and um, it's really up to the individual. If if you know that that's something you do, then you need to do something. Change. You need to change things up because nothing will change unless you do the change yourself. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I think for, for laughter, <laughs> a laughter club is really an awkward experience for the, for the first timer. It would be. And even my, you know, even my first time, you know, it was 2012, I was introduced to laughter yoga and one more person being 10 years into my worm business. And I didn't hear, I, you know, many people had said to me over the years, ew, worms in the house. And I didn't hear it. I thought I was so it was so important what I was doing that I was like, no, no, I, you don't you don't you don't know. This is really important. <laughs> and I kind of just, you know, was, um, well, a little bit ridiculous in my in my fortitude of going forward. And 2012, one more person said to me, "Ooh, worms in the house. And I heard it. And I was like, wow, it hit my heart. And I was like, how am I going to do this? Why do I care so much? I really started to question everything that I had been up to the prior previous 10 years. Um, and then I was introduced to laughter yoga at a business meeting. Um, and I was like, wow, what, wow, that's, what is that? It's not yoga, you know, it's not doing yoga and laughing. It's just laughter yoga. The yoga part is the practice of the breath and the practice of the laughter. So um, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. That same week, I was introduced to, um, oh, I was at a networking event, hundreds of people. The very first woman I met was a laughter yoga teacher. So I said, wow, wow. laughter yoga's mainstream. <laughs> what? 2012. No, it wasn't. It still is not. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I and, and her club happened to be five minutes from walk from my mother-in-law. And I love my mother-in-law and um Wow. So I said to her, Hey, Hey, Mary, how would you like to go to a laughter club with me? And she said, what's that? And I said, I don't know, but I don't want to go alone. <laughs> <laughs> so you're coming along. And that's well, and I suppose like what you're saying there is um, to go to something like this, 
you know, people are scared because they're going to have to be extremely vulnerable. They're going to have to do something that they haven't probably not done in ages and put themselves out there in front of other people. Um, but on the, on the other front too, like I can imagine leading after yoga, you have to show a different side of yourself and be very vulnerable as well, Kathy. Like it, it probably goes both ways to make people feel safe. Yes, absolutely. Yes. When I first started, you um, often a laughter club, especially well in person you know, on Zoom, we don't do this, but in, in person, you would start with the name game just to show that it's not about jokes or comedy. So you start, you introduce yourself and you laugh. But you, as the laughter leader, you make sure that people understand that they introduce themselves and they start laughing and then we join in. We're not laughing first because what what happened when when we went my mother-in-law went the first time this name game was so awkward it felt like people were laughing at us and i said if i have a laughter club i'm not doing that yeah because it feels weird but it just wasn't laid out properly it in in my opinion because i do incorporate that now because it's so powerful when you can go around a room and show people that you can laugh. Look at you laughed for at your name. So clearly you don't need like your name's not very funny. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you find do you find with that though that people are they're probably so scared of speaking with everybody else listening when they've come for a first time? Like um it, did, that's probably the like yes, the laughter is probably the second part of that, but actually just waiting for their turn. Do, do you find that like makes people clam up a bit? Yes. And so as the laughter leader, our, our role is to, you know, help people calm, be calm and just like get out of their head. Right. That's why the clapping and chanting, it gets you out of your head. Like, yeah. and, and I do recommend that if people have never attended a laughter club and they're planning on attending, plan to attend twice because the first time will be weird. And then it'll be like, that was weird. Wow, I'm not going to do that again. No, don't say that. Just go again. Like, because people will say, oh, I went, I did that once. No, it wasn't, it's not for me. Oh, you went once. So once is weird. Like we do, when we do anything new for the first time, it's awkward. And if we don't excel at it, sometimes we're like, yeah, no, that sucks. I'm not doing that. So <laughs> true. It's, right? Yeah. So come twice. Like imagine if laughter is the best medicine and we're just laughing we're in charge of our own pharma pH. We're in charge of our own pharma. I keep wondering, am I going to wear out my dispenser? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but it, I think, I think what you just mentioned there, Kathy, that's relevant to every aspect of life. People starting a new job, they feel nervous. Like the first day is horrible going to a new social setting where you don't know anyone for the first part of it. It's really uncomfortable. It's the same as doing a laughter club or a new gym or anything. If you're going to judge something, it's basically judging your book by its cover because you've only really got to the cover. You haven't dived in. You know, that's the second and third time you go. Absolutely. Yes. Come and pra play, oh, practice. <laughs> come, come and play. And, and yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And once you, you know, my Tuesday club, um, I have people from around the world and I have a core group of, oh, maybe a dozen that come every week. And then others come and go, like sometimes they come once and I guess it wasn't for them. <laughs> I need to listen to this you know, podcast. I, <laughs> right? <Of course>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I and I do encourage people to have their camera on, but if people are so uncomfortable that they don't want to have their camera on, by all means, still come to my laughter club. 
Because the thing about the laughter club, it's really connecting. So you want to make eye contact. I do suggest having gallery view versus speaker view. So you can we can be looking at each other. We're all kind of playing together. And it works very well. Um, one day there was, um, it was happened to be a woman, but I didn't know it was a woman. It was just a phone number at the bottom. Uh, she didn't have her camera on. And I said, oh, if you want to turn your camera on, we would love to see your face, you know, whatever. And if not, that's fine too. And at the end... Um, I don't do this anymore, but at the end of that session, I said, um, would you like, would anyone like to comment? And she turned on her mic. She didn't turn on the camera. She said that she hadn't laughed for three or four years. She's been in a depression and like just the whole energy just went like, oh, so from that moment on, I said to myself, if anybody comes and they want to have their camera on, but they're in such a bad state just come, please come, because you still get the benefit. It's energy. Yeah. So it doesn't matter, camera on, camera off. We want to see you. It's better for us uh, to play with you, but you still get the beautiful, wonderful benefits. And I would love to give another example. Before COVID, I was, going into, I was going into COVID. Yeah, I launched right in. <laughs> Here, let me get my... Uh, and I, you're <laughs> my right, story. For it. I'm enjoying these. This is great. <laughs> yeah. I was going into long-term care before COVID. And uh, oh, so beautiful working with folks with dementia because you don't need your frontal lobe, right? You don't, it, it's not about understanding. You don't need comprehension. It's like music. It reminds you, oh, I don't know why I'm laughing, but this reminds me. Um, so, I, so in long-term care, quite often, you know, what they say, how many people do you want? And then you just say, you know, 10, 20, however many people you want. And then they kind of just wheel people in or really highly recommend that they come. <laughs> um, so one woman was wheeled in by her worker and she was sleeping. She was sleeping the whole time. She was just laying there in her wheelchair um, sleeping. And at one point, she wasn't playing at all. And at one point, her worker said, oh, my God, look at Ida smiling. So Ida was either having a good dream or she was getting the benefit. <laughs> but I believe what happened was she was getting the benefit from the laughter, maybe hearing the laughter or just getting the vibration and something um, tickled her fancy and she smiled. And I think um, that, that that's a beautiful story. And, and I also think the story you mentioned before, Kathy, about people not having their camera on and things like that, just for somebody that, you know, it'd been in that state, you're saying for two or three years to actually turn up. That is huge. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's, and that's where like, I think as society, we should never judge anybody. Like, and I, we find it really hard. And like you said, like, I want the camera on. I, I want to be able to see someone's face. I, I find it hard to have a conversation when particularly over a screen, you can't see somebody, but for somebody just to show up, that's like, a, you know, that's an incredible result. Like, that's amazing. It's it is incredible, and and for depression and those lower vibrating feeling feelings, um, that like the diagnoses that people have today, um, there are so many laughter. Lead I I had no idea. Everything I do, Dale, is preventative. I want to just stay healthy. I just want to be happy. I don't want to get sad and then get happy. I just want to be happy. I just want to be healthy. I don't know. Call me crazy. <laughs> no, no, don't you, call me crazy. That's no. Nice. <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not crazy. What, what you're saying is that that's living life. Like we want to live life and you want to enjoy it, you know, and to enjoy life, you need to do everything you just mentioned. So why not do it daily? 
Right. Yeah. So that so that's why all all of the things that I do, all my offerings are about sustainability and you know just having a joy filled simple life. Um, but a lot of people, a lot of the laughter leaders and teachers have come from depression, yeah. and I was so surprised. And because you can, you are what you act. So if you if you're leading a laughter club as the laughter leader then at least for that 20, 30 minutes, an hour, you're going to be happy. Yeah. yeah. You are so, what you act. Yeah, correct. So in a way, it's not selfish. They've found something that they need and now they're helping other people, which is such a beautiful gift. It's a wonderful thing. And they can come, you know, I sort of sometimes think I don't have a story because everything I do is preventative. You know, it's like, I, I just wonder, maybe it's like our brain is primed for negative. So maybe we're primed for, um, for convenience and for not wanting to change and you know because it seems like once people get a diagnosis then they're all willing to change like oh they get that diagnosis and they're like oh my god I better I better eat better I better sleep I better do some exercise instead of just doing it like you know those things are coming if you have that crappy diet and you're not exercise you know you're not doing the things yeah it's 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 mind-boggling. I have I do have a psychology degree, and it's I'm fascinated by what what makes people tick. Well, I think it's uh, pe- people know what they need and what they want, but until they're faced with like a, a really life-threatening change or they're being told that something's not going to work, then they make the action. It's and you'll know this better than anyone with your degree, but it's uh, it's strange how the mind thinks and what makes you react. It is. Yeah. It's just, it's fascinating to me. Like we know these things are coming unless we're what, you know, uncle Joe, he smoked till he was 98. Yeah. So, and he, and he drank whiskey every day. So I, so I can too. Yeah. correct. <laughs> he, he was very lucky. That's not for everyone. Yeah. Katie, I love this. And so obviously I'm going to have links in the show notes, but people are, what a, what an easy and nice way to probably introduce yourself to a bit of laughing yoga in your club how can people find it well as you said there's people all over the world that are attending where can people go to be a part of this yeah so it's 9 30 a.m on zoom um eastern so that's going to be e- what's that evening for you then yeah uh yep, that'll, that'll be up. oh that'll be uh 6 30 yep i know because Look, you know. in australia tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> you're all over it <laughs> Yeah, so for anyone in Australia, it's going to be 6.30 p.m., which is not too bad. And you don't want to laugh too late because uh, that may disrupt your street, your sleep, right? Because it is a cardiovascular. Um, when I do evening sessions, evening my time, um, they're really beautiful sessions. Uh, they're all really beautiful, but my morning sessions are high energy. Um, I want people to get revved up for the day. Um, I incorporate tapping, brain gym, other healing modalities to help people get out of stress. That's my whole, my whole reason for wanting to do this. And when I got trained as a laughter leader, I said, universe, I don't want to do laughter for free. I don't want a free laughter club because um, I do enough for free. That's <laughs> so before, okay, right. So before COVID, um, people said, hey, I want to come to your laughter club. And I'd say, I, I didn't, I don't have a laughter club because I keep getting paid gigs. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and then COVID hit. Um, uh, well, and you, we all know what happened then. <laughs> we came to a screeching halt. And I started my club in, in June, 2020, because I needed, I needed people and I needed to laugh. 
And so I just jumped on Zoom, started my club, and every Tuesday, um, for whatever, two and a half years now, I've been doing my my laughter club. And it's so beautiful. Like I I never know who's coming. I don't I don't chase anybody. So don't worry if you come to my club and I'm gonna be hounding you to sign up for something. I'm not. You're not in a funnel. <laughs> um it this is totally my gift to to society and it allows me to practice my craft. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love that because at the end of the day, I, I can tell you very similar to me, you feed off people's energy, Kathy. So in a way you are helping people, but they're also helping you. And I love that. So listeners, this episode number 279, um, I'll have links for Kathy's TED Talk, which is really fascinating around worms and the benefit they can have on the society and um, waste management and everything we're facing today. Um, I also have her compost uh, website and also Tuesday Laughter Club where you can go and get involved and join Kathy for that. So Kathy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, I had to reschedule a couple of times. So I really appreciate that. Um, but also it's so nice to just talk to people that are happy and laughing and energy, you know, it's infectious. So I really appreciate the work you're doing and being on the show today. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, Dale. Energetic Radio. <laughs> <laughs>